You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and increase their mental performance while enjoying the foods they love. Now, if you are like most highly successful women who have a lot of responsibilities on your plate, chances are you can relate to comfort eating at night. If you're emotionally eating at night, you're getting to the end of the day after going all day and doing pretty well with your eating, but then you get home and you soothe yourself um, by eating foods that are comforting to you, you know, whether they be sugary treats or, um, you know, more carb rich foods. And you find that you might start with, Hey, I'm going to just have a little bit, but then you end up going overboard. You are not alone in this. Many, many smart, um, successful women, you know, who have achieved a lot and who have a great deal of control and success in other areas of their life struggle in this one area. So it's not your fault. You're not alone. Today, we're going to talk about um, why the typical strategies haven't been working and what to do instead so that you can actually get a handle on it. And um, even when you feel like you have had a very highly packed pressure filled day. So let's go ahead and dive in. And I am live on Instagram and I'm live on Facebook. Okay. Hello everyone. So today I'm going to be talking about comfort eating at night. So if you are, um, Comfort eating at night, if you're emotionally eating at night, if you're getting to the end of the day and you just feel like, you know, you just need to soothe yourself and comfort yourself, um, we're going to talk about why the typical strategies for overcoming comfort eating haven't been working and what to do instead so that you can actually get a handle on this and um, get through an evening without binge or emotional eating so that you can wake up feeling 110%, feeling energetic, feeling like you are ready to hit the ground running and really make the impact that you are here to make. So if you are live, um, drop me a comment, say hello. Um, If you catch the replay, hashtag replay in the comments so I can come and um, just thank you for watching and let's get into this. So anyone new to me, I'm Rashani Yates and I help smart, um, ambitious women to take, regain control of food triggers so that they can make empowered food choices, no matter what environment you're in, have more energy and um, better mental performance. And today, like I said, we're going to be talking about um, why the common strategies for um, overcoming emotional eating in the evenings and why the common strategies for overcoming cravings haven't been working and what you can do instead so that you can be successful. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, I just got done eating my lunch, um, and, uh, practicing a little bit of my music. If you don't know, um, I wear uh, several hats. I'm, I'm a musician, I'm an educator, and um, I personally overcame binge eating myself. And so I share what helped me. Um, and because of my background in education and um, being a teacher for 20 years, I have a knack for putting things into 
processes and systems that really many, many learners can benefit from. So um, what I'm going to share with you is one of the things that I've discovered works really well for women, especially smart, you know, ambitious, driven women, people who are looking for to grow themselves in their lives, people who are looking to um, either show up more powerfully in their life or make an impact in the world. And this is what has worked to help them to get out of the cycle of feeling like you do well for a little while and then you slip back into old patterns or going through all <clears throat> getting through your entire day without overeating or without like mindless snacking. But then you get to the end of the day and then suddenly you feel like, you know, um, the cookie monster takes over or whatever. And you just feel like you just have to have something to snack on to eat, you know, sit in front of the TV and um, eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's or whatever. I've been there, trust me. And so I'm going to talk about why the usual strategies for overcoming cravings haven't been working and what you can do instead. So thank you so much um, for joining me live. I see a couple of people here. So let's go ahead and get into this. So if you're like most women who struggle with um, emotional eating in the evenings, and again, this is something I've been there. Um, you've probably experienced that sensation of, again, just going all day and you're like, you're good, you're fine. But then at the end of the night, it's like all of a sudden you feel like your energy drops. You feel like a zombie. You feel like all of a sudden you have no gas left in the tank. All you feel like you have the energy and capacity to do is to sit in front of Netflix and eat. Who can relate to this? Like, I know this is something that I struggled with for a very long time. And actually, it started from, um, it started back in middle school. This pattern went back to middle school for me, where I would come home after school and I would eat hot fries, the the hot fries in the blue and orange bag, and I would eat Nerds, and I would eat, you know, um, what else was back there? Mike and Nikes. And I would eat a lot of candy, and I would be watching my um, my after-school cartoons. And that's where it started. But this pattern was set up in middle school, but it carried on until my 30s, <clears throat> okay? And, you know, it felt out... I felt like I couldn't stop myself. And it's like, I would wake up in the um, morning and think that I would do better on that day. And I would set out with really great intentions and I would do well all day. But then I would get to that evening point and it would be like, boom, it would hit me. And so I know a lot of people can relate to this. So if you can relate to this, first of all, you are absolutely not alone. Like so many people struggle with this and so many women who are very smart and very um, capable struggle with this. So many women who have figured out a lot of things, like solved a lot of different problems in their life, but yet this one thing seems like it's um, the one sticking point. So that's the first thing. But you may have tried some of these common um, ways to handle this and maybe they haven't been working for you. So one of the things is looking for healthy substitutions. So maybe you've tried to substitute like fruit or um, no sugar or low sugar options in place of you know, the sugary treats that you're desiring, like the ice cream or the, you know, the chocolate or whatever it is. And what happens, you know, 
you eat that sugar-free jello or you eat that fruit and then your mind is t- is thinking but i wanted the chocolate that didn't do it for me right um you get that taste like you get that imp- that feeling that taste of what you're looking for and you're trying to eat blueberries and it's just not doing it for you you know and so you feel deprived, right? And you feel like you're missing out on something. You're missing out on an experience that you want to have. Or have you ever tried looking for other activities to distract yourself? Like maybe taking a walk or going and doing something that is going to be quote unquote more healthy for you. Um, and, you know, it kind of ends up in the same result. Like, yeah, you you distract yourself for a little while, but in the back of your mind, you're still thinking about that food that you wanted. Or it could be that you are doing things, um, one of these tips like um, brushing your teeth. And that's not working either because you brush your teeth, but you're still, it. what all these things end up leaving you with is a feeling of deprivation. Instead of feeling like you've been redirected or like you've been satisfied by any of these options. And so while these might be helpful for some people, for many smart, productive women who use emotional eating as a way to ease the pressures of their daily life and of the world, this can be not only ineffective, but also counterproductive because what can happen is you again you you know you're you're eating the substitution or you're doing the different activity but you keep thinking about that food and so the pressure builds up and the pressure and that discomfort from from that pressure is what ultimately results in that acting out in emotional eating or a binge so instead of these methods taking your mind off of eating you're left with this feeling of an unmet need. You're feeling dissatisfied, right? So what you're probably starting to realize, it's really not a a matter of addressing the food in that moment that you're having that, that need come up. It's a matter of getting to the end of the day without feeling like you're, um, without feeling like there's no gas left in your tank. It's a matter of getting to the day and still having something left to care for yourself, right? So have you ever watched uh, Jane the Virgin? I recently got into the show. I had, um, Yeah, I, I hadn't watched it when it was on the air, but it, it's on Netflix. And I recently literally, ironically, binged it. (laughs) I watched like the entire series in a matter of weeks. And I just thought it was so funny, so smart. And I could relate a lot to the character of Jane, the main character in the story. And she's a writer. And there's one scene where she's speaking to her writing mentor and the mentor tells her, you know what, when you're writing a novel and there's a problem, it's often not where you think the problem is. It's actually often farther back. And so, you know, the the same thing is true for emotional eating. Oftentimes, the problem isn't where we think it is. It's often farther back. So consider this. How many times throughout the day do you recognize a craving? Do you recognize um, a feeling of anxiety? Do you recognize a feeling of dis-ease in yourself? And 
you don't stop in that moment to address it. You gloss over it. You keep going. You power through. How many times do we do this? And this is something that is very, very prevalent, especially among smart, driven women who have a lot of ambition and a lot of, um, you know, desires to grow either personally or professionally. And do you ever have these moments? Do you have these moments during your day where you recognize, wow, you know, I'm hungry or I feel fearful or I feel anxious or I feel fatigued and, you know, you feel like there's not time to stop. You feel like you should just push through. How many times have you had that experience? You know, I taught for years in a very high stakes, prominent charter school in New Orleans, but this particular charter school is a part of a major chain of charter schools across the nation. And, you know, they um, they hire the top teachers um, to be a part of their organization. And I was a part of this um, this network of schools, but based in New Orleans. And I remember oftentimes just feeling this sense of I could never do enough. I was always looking to improve and to do more, but always feeling like I fell short. And um, like I said, the stakes were high. Like these were kids that had a lot of vulnerability in this population. And it really was important for them to have a an excellent education. But yet, you know, the hours that I was working, the standards that I was trying to meet, the expectations that I was trying to fulfill, I would always get to the end of my day feeling like I had not done enough. Yet I was running myself ragged from seven in the morning, often until seven in the evening, just trying to get everything done. Right. And so, you know, I, for during this period of my life would often find myself early on in the day, already starting to picture that moment when I could just get home and just let go. You know, I could just relax and just relieve all of that pressure. And I would imagine myself sitting there on the couch, eating the foods that felt comforting to me. And so again, this is something that, you know, I've been through and I've helped a lot of people with, but, you know, when we are trying to do things to distract ourselves from that feeling, when we're doing things to try to avoid that feeling or to numb that feeling or looking for substitutions for the foods that are comforting to us, what we're really doing is actually ignoring our needs because what's really happening here is it is a mismatch of solution to the need. So eating sugar-free jello or, you know, um, going for a walk or doing or eating fruit to try to distract ourselves from a craving is kind of like taking cough syrup for a broken limb. You know, you just have a a mismatch of solution to problem. So what's really happening is there's an unmet need that is a genuine need that we need to pay attention to. 
that we're not paying attention to. Just like, um, well, I'm actually about to get a little bit ahead of myself. So what should we do instead? So instead of trying to distract yourself from from food thoughts or um, trying to find healthy substitutions when you're having an emotional um, reaction, start trying to catch yourself when you are craving. So this is all about awareness. And here is um, a paradigm shift for you right here. Cravings are actually a good thing. Cravings are actually a good thing. And the reason that they're a good thing is because just like the dashboard on your car, it's neutral, right? It's not good or bad. It's just an indicator light that comes on on your car, like the engine light comes on and it tells you, pay attention. There's something that needs attention right now. It's the same thing with our cravings. So when you become aware of your cravings, what you're really doing is you're starting to pay attention to the signals that are telling you that there's something here that needs to be paid attention to. There's something here that needs to be addressed. There's a need that needs to be recognized and looked at. So just by pausing in the moment when you're having a craving, you're already starting to meet the need without even realizing it yet. So the power here is in the pause. And it really starts with the recognition. So instead of trying to figure out the, you know, um, a substitution or to distract yourself from your, from the food cravings that you're having, instead, what I want you to do is actually start to call out the fact that you're having a craving. Start to actually call call attention to, hey, I'm having a craving right now. Because that's what that's going to do is allow you to take the next step, which is to pause and really be with that craving. You see, often a craving actually manifests from something that you need that you're not taking the time to acknowledge. And when you stop and pay attention to that signal, you're giving yourself space and silence to actually sense what that need is so that you can satisfy it. Because what we really want at the end of the day is a feeling of satisfaction. And what happens when we feel satisfied? When we feel satisfied, we can regulate the amount of food that we're eating we can start to release the weight that we're holding on to. We can start to have results that last over the long term because we're actually meeting our own needs. We start to have more energy. We start to feel more at peace. We start to feel more present and it goes on and on and on. Your mental bandwidth is now reclaimed, like you can have better mental performance because now you're not spending so much time obsessing over food and over your body. So next time you recognize that you're having a craving, what I want you to do is instead of trying to avoid or distract yourself from it, actually lean into it, actually lean into the craving and really, really feel it. In fact, dial it up if you can. 
actually turn up the heat because the more that you turn up that heat on the craving, the more that you're actually being present to it and the less that you're actually trying to just um, turn it off or get away from it. So what we talked about today, just to recap, is why distracting yourself from cravings uh, doesn't work and what to do instead so that you can use them as a compass to guide you toward satisfaction so you can feel more satisfaction in your life, which is what we all want. And if you want to go deeper into this topic, I actually have a free audio that walks you through how to get through cravings without acting on them. So in this free audio, I will guide you as your coach exactly through the same four-step process that I use and that my students use to get through cravings without acting on them. So thank you so much for catching this live or catching the replay. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.